On this episode of The Bonus Years, we talk about skills we wish we had and all about the adoption process. Let's go. Well, hello there. Welcome to The Bonus Years Podcast. My name is Ben. And I'm Brooke. Had to think about that for a second. I saw that. I thought maybe you'd interject and tell everybody what my name was. Nope. Well, it's not my to- name. Yeah, it's great. Well, today we're talking about the adoption process. If you missed episode five, go back and listen to that. That's kind of talking about how we uh, chose adoption, and and you don't want to miss that. It's pretty good. So, but today we'll also give you context for today. And yes, it would. That that was kind of my point. I assumed they would catch it on to that because they're very educated, smart, and. Um, I can't think of another word. Educated and smart you are. Uh, yes, those things. You went to school. Good job, everybody. Uh, clearly I did not. Not all the way, at least. But, uh, we'd like to start every episode of our podcast with a little conversation starter. I have not looked at this. Here comes the question. Okay. If you could pick up a skill instantly, what would it be? Uh, being able to speak in any language I needed. Oh, man. That's a good one. It's like the one thing that bothers me all the time is that I can't communicate with everyone. Yeah. Okay. So if you can communicate with everybody, I would want to be able to build anything that I wanted to do. What do you mean? Like the skill to like be a craftsman. Like, oh man, we really need to build a shelf. Boom. I built a shelf. What's next? It didn't say magic. Well, I guess, well, I guess learning every language is magic, too, yeah. the way I did it. No, it's You're a right. skill. If I could, like, oh, yeah, I can go in the shop and build that bookshelf. I mean, I can learn it, but you could also learn to speak every True. language. You're right. Okay, good. Well, there We're you a have good it. team, then. Brooke's going to learn every language, and I'm going to learn how to build a shelf. I could write the manuals for the shelves in every <laughs> your, language. Your bar is so much higher <laughs> set than mine. I just want to be able to communicate with I everybody. just want to be a carpenter like our good Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow. He also spoke in every tongue. So I think we're both just trying to be more like Jesus. Thanks for that. Amen. Well, today we're talking about the adoption process. Uh, whew, that's a loaded one, too. Let's talk about... Let's start where it started. Application <laughs> process, right? Let's start where it started. Yeah. I like that. What was that like? You Can you, like, rewind seven years, eight years? Almost, right? Seven and Eight-ish, a half? right? Okay. Rewinding. Rewinding in my brain. Um, we met with a social worker yes. to talk through what the process was like. And that's the first time I remember hearing the word home study. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I'd heard it maybe like in a Lifetime movie, but not like in real life. Gosh, I hate Lifetime movies. <laughs> uh, and so basically the home study is lots of paperwork from like your medical history, health, job financial. history, financial, education. Um, all of those things, and then you go through and make your house really safe mm-hmm. for said child. Fire they, ladders, which we never used, but we God. had. Yeah, uh, fire extinguisher. Now we don't even need those because we have a one-story house. That's true. Um, getting a fire extinguisher was a good thing. Getting the remember how we had to buy those fire, uh, like uh, fireplace like screens. For yes, the, <laughs> they were, at least we got we nice looking ones. They did look good. So our houses were, got really safe. Houses, like we had more than one. Yes. Our house oh, got really safe. A winter house or summer house. <laughs> um, and then we had to do 
I don't remember how many hours of training, but we did infant child CPR first aid. We had to read like we had to read a lot hours. of books and go to classes mm-hmm. to understand adoption, adoption trauma, open adoption. So some were lined out for us, and some were like Do you self self discovery. Yeah, the CPR was super scary for me because it was like the infant CPR. Had you not ever done infant CPR Uh, before? I think I had, but it had been a long time. But not in the context of like, I'm about to have a baby. Oh Mm. gosh, I could be responsible for this little human being living or dying. It was awesome. It's a good reality check before adoption. Do you remember the, uh, the, there was two things that I want to talk about. The questionnaire, the Mm -hmm. yes, no, we'll consider that one. I want to talk about that. But also, do you remember the interviews we had to have separate? Absolutely, I do. I remember where I was sitting in our house. Like, I had to leave for a while, and Mm -hmm. then I had to come back. Because they compared our stories to make sure we weren't big, fat liars. I mean, you guys, this was intense. It was. It was was good. I was blown away by how much, like, detail they asked about, like, philosophy on parenting. Like, I mean, they wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Well, and the, like, separating part wasn't so much about philosophy as, like, I don't know. It felt like we were under investigation, which we kind of were, like pre-investigation, yeah. to make sure that we weren't like lying for each other or covering things up, that we told the same story separate and apart. Do you remember them asking a lot of questions about your health? Did it feel like they dug into that a lot? I think they asked the right amount of questions about my health. I was kind of surprised how little they cared. Not cared I don't think but... that's the how I felt. <laughs> Maybe it felt like that to you. Well, I mean... I mean, the good part, I, th- I thought it was going to keep us from adopting. Really? I was afraid that my health would keep us from adopting. It did keep us from international adoption. It did prevent us from international adoption in certain countries. Yeah. Um, did you know that... Our age could prevent you in some places. and like... Weight? Weight. Like, if you're obese, there's there's countries that... And by, by the way, there's a lot more of us out there in the world that are obese than we actually know. Um, but uh, it's true. There, I mean, the level of, like... You might not think you're obese, but like... This has really okay. nothing to do with the word. I'm going to move on. Uh, you are perfect just the way you are, everybody. The more you know, the star goes across the screen. No? Okay. Uh, but there was there was a lot with the international adoption that would have... Not that we felt We looked into it. Necessarily to that, but we were also like, yeah, these are a lot of roadblocks. We were able to we rule that really, out pretty quickly. Although... I guarantee if I went on a missions trip to some country that helped an orphanage and I would probably... You just want all the babies all the time. (sighs) Yeah. It's true. I hate watching those commercials. Who watches commercials anymore? I don't know. Apparently I do. Late at night. (sighs) The Um, more I know. The more you know. So your health really was was probably more on on your end as far as being afraid that it was going to affect the process than it actually was in reality. Well, because my health is so much of a roller coaster, um, I didn't know what they would think or say, and I didn't know how strict the parameters were. Because to be the age I was, like mid to late 20s at that time, um, moderately healthy considering, but but had received a liver transplant and was on ongoing medication, ongoing care from a physician. Also, I have mental illness, so... Like worried about depression and anxiety being a factor, yeah, um, and all of those things. And they, I feel like they asked enough questions, but I also feel like they didn't disqualify me because of that. Yeah, I feel like that's a good is that fair analysis of the situation. Thanks. I think one of the interesting things about 
both adoptions was the time frames, right? Now, I remember with Brinley, mm-hmm. they said it was, you know, two to three years was the waiting list. And there was a there was some reasons and things that were associated with that. But do you remember the yes, no, we'll consider list? Yes. Tell everybody what, what in the world that was. Well, the way it was explained to us is there's this questionnaire you're going to get. It's got about 100 questions. And for each one, you will either check yes, no, or we'll consider. And we were to do this as a couple. This wasn't one of the separate things. Um, and they said the more um, yeses or will considers we have, the shorter our wait would be. What were the questions? Do you remember any of them? I do. Um, I think the context they gave us before I tell the questions would also be helpful to our audience. Um, because they were talking about things like um, ethnicity, special needs, age, um, and not... And they didn't tell us, they told us to take it seriously, um, but also encouraged us to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. So I remember we had to have a lot of conversations about things we hadn't necessarily thought about. Um, yeah, so some of those questions of were, um, if if the birth mother had been drinking or doing drugs during the pregnancy, was that a yes and no or a will consider? Um, if there were, if we knew that there would be birth defects or I think there was even one about like twins, like, yeah, are you open to that? Are you open to kids under the age remember, of, under remember. the age of two over the age of two i remember you being very excited about the at that point at the potential of having twins looking like, back what is wrong she with was you? she was crazy that broke girl yeah because your parents had twins yeah, and i, I was like that's so twins. cool i don't even know how we have raised one at a time well now we have two but yeah i don't thank thank god for knowing what we needed and not what i thought would be like a fun cool thing to talk about yeah. I think there may have been like one or two no's on our list. I don't even remember what they were at this point. I don't either. And I just remember like the serious conversations we had to have about like, do we actually feel like we're equipped? Or we had the capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then I remember thinking, how unfair is it that I even get to decide if I'm equipped or not? Like other people get pregnant and they get what they get. Yeah, but there was, I mean, there's a lot that you can't control in that situation that you could control at least to some degree when you're, you are the one carrying the baby, you know, inside of you. So there is some decisions about what you eat and where you are and what, you know, whether you do drugs or not that you don't know for sure. But there is, yeah, like you said, there is, there's any number of of things that could happen or go wrong in any pregnancy. So you can't rule out any of that. But I think the idea was, is there, there's there's some things that you would know going into a certain situation that maybe yeah. you would need to make a decision about. Well, and it, it asked, I remember these because I was like, oh gosh, this could be me. Like asking the history of mental health in right, the family. Right. Like, are we okay with mental illness history? And you just never know what that will look like from generation to generation. So uh, a lot of, I mean, it would have been easy to say no to anything and like sort of craft this perfect baby in our mind. Uh, that didn't even exist. Um, Except for the two that we got. And our two children are amazing. They were perfect for us. And thank you, Jesus. They were perfectly healthy yeah. when they were born. Yeah, they are. And thank you, birth moms. Yeah. Right? Like, there's a lot a lot of layers of thank yous. Um, but I just remember the the shock of that, I think. Yeah. Like, we're sitting down with this questionnaire, and we have we're making decisions about what child what children will be presented to us as an option. And most of our answers were either yes or will consider, uh, which basically made it possible for us to be able to uh, be, you know, Hey, this is a birth mom that we would like to show. And maybe we should actually talk about that, but show your book too. Yeah. 
um, and we would be able to make that decision based off the information they gave us in that moment. Yeah. We'll consider made us kind of a case by case situation, right. which we were okay with. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll back up a little bit. One of the things that you do in the process, uh, at least with this agency is you put together a book mm-hmm. that shows pictures of your family. I mean, essentially it's an opportunity for you to, I don't know a better way to say this than to sell yourself to a birth mom. You introduce yourself. Parents. Introduce. Uh, but it is also a sales document. It's you know trying to get you. We looked so cool. Uh, we got professional photos done. Yeah, we, we wanted to look real super cool. We made like a what? Like a shutterfly book? Oh, or a something shutterfly like. to the max. Which we still have those. We do. Uh, Our kids we, look at them. Yeah, we look through them with the kids uh, every once in a while. We should probably do that again soon. Mm. Um, but we put that book together and then, you know, we printed, I think you have to print like five or six copies of it. And then essentially... When they, when the agency found a parent uh, or a birth parent that uh, matched similarities to us, uh, you know, based off of you know the the surveys and stuff we completed, then they would show they would ask us permission to show them this book, um, and it was just another way that they could connect with birth families or adoptive families and decide whether or not you know they wanted to meet. Yep. Really weird. It's like a dating. It felt really interesting. It, it felt like a dating profile. Which one of the things? Because you, you want to put your best foot forward, right? But you also don't want to be a liar. Right. At least I didn't. I don't know how you felt. I wanted to do whatever it took to. Yeah. No. Remember the the hardest part for me of the whole book was writing the letter. Oh, I forgot about the letters. So like we put back. letters in the back to birth mom and birth dad. Mine were so good. It was one of the more heartfelt things I've ever seen you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't um, mean that in a bad no, way. I, no, I, like I got emotional reading your letters. Well, I mean, so I don't know what. The, the three-year time frame is what we got with, I think, Brindley. both kids. Braxton was like a two-ish year time frame. It was shorter. I just know it was a long time. It felt like it was going to be a long time. So when in our perfect world, we were going to finish all our paperwork two years into our marriage. And then three years later, we would have a kid. Maybe a little bit less. But about five years into our marriage, we were going to have a kid. Yeah, those numbers made a lot of sense to us. To us, we thought that was great. Um, with Braxton, you know, they were again, it was like, okay, we're at about... You know, two, what was it, two and a half years, Brindley had been born, and we were like, you know, we don't want them to be too far apart. You know, if it's going to be another two years, we don't want them to be crazy distance and siblings. Um, so let's let's start the process again. So again, both of those two to three years, let's just say it was even that. Brindley, we got on the list, uh, I believe it was what, June? Yeah, maybe beginning of June, end of May. Beginning of June, maybe end of May. Um Got picked really fast. a month later, maybe it was July. I feel like it was early July when we got notified that we got picked, and that was a weird situation, too. Just that whole concept of uh, like, I thought we'd have to meet these people, and it, they we did a phone call, we right? Had a phone call with birth, birth mom, and birth grandma, mom, and birth grandma, uh, which was super weird. I mean, it was a great conversation, but like, we thought that was like a precursor to yeah, us, like flying out a, to meet them. Yeah, we thought it was going to be a lot, a lot more because it was an out of state. They were in Utah. We were in uh, Washington. And so that was weird. Not weird. It was not what we expected. Yeah, it was different than our expectations. Um, and then all of a sudden we were like, oh, they chose us. Wow. This is weird. I remember. remember <laughs> You're saying weird a lot. I uh, remember when we were like, you know, oh, I don't know if they'll choose us. And we were like looking through birth, you know, birth, uh, not birth names, but uh Baby, baby names books yeah. and all that stuff just like any parent would um who's expecting and we actually picked 
not picks, but we were like, oh, we love the name Brinley. It was originated in, in Utah. We thought, oh, that's so cool to give her, you know, a name. We kind of named her before we had chosen. Right. Chosen. And so that was super, it was really cool yeah, that that cool. ended up working out the way it did. The crazy part about it was that she was due in September and we found out in July. Mm-hmm. And we got on the list in June. So going for expecting three years and getting like four months, three months, three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting three months was just like, ah, this is, this is not what we expected. We were frantically getting a, a baby room ready, all this stuff. And so it was a really cool experience a lot faster. Obviously the right time. It, totally it was, was the exact right time. And the same thing with Braxton, you know, it was, uh, we got on the list, um, I think in like April. We met his birth mom in May. And yeah, it was like a month after we had been on the list. It was Mother's Day weekend. Uh, I was like, come on again. Really? This is crazy. Um, and she picked us like within. On the spot. On, when we were at our meeting. Yeah. Like we went, met her at a playground. Brindley was there, which was probably her that sealed so, the deal. Sealed the deal. Apparently I looked like a youth pastor that she liked. And I had purple hair at the time. And you had purple hair. And that was what sealed the deal. Um, I can't blame her. Those are both really great qualities that you and yep. I share, except for your hair is not purple anymore. It's, it's blue. True. Now it's blue. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. But she handed us the ultrasound pictures and said, do you want to see your son? It was And crazy. we were like, what? Um, oh, he's re- <laughs> looks really cute. Thanks for sharing. And no, no, that's your, that I want you guys to. And we were like, uh, what? <laughs> and then we went to Panera. <laughs> we <laughs> you did. remember that? <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, and then he was born, uh, we had a little bit more notice there, like a month more notice <laughs> than with yeah, Brindley. Yeah, from May to August. But still, I mean, it was this roller coaster ride of, it's going to take three years. It took like a quarter of that time, less than that. Yeah. And people are like, how did you get so fast? And we're like, we honestly don't know. I mean, I know that our openness. Yeah. It gave know, us the opportunity to be shown to a lot more families. Yeah. I know that's a huge factor. But I also like feel really bad when people wait for years and we didn't. It's but I just, not it was story. God's timing. Yeah. Our kids are three years, almost exactly three years apart. Um, right now they're getting along phenomenally for the most part. Quarantine helped with that. Quarantine. That's yeah. all they had was to hang out with each other. <laughs> yeah. And you and me. Yeah, well, we don't count. Yeah. Yikes. Um, so for us, yeah, it was, it was not, I don't think anything about it was typical. Um, no. But ha- we haven't done anything typically in our marriage. That is true. Um, I think briefly we could tell about each birthday story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brinley was. You want to tell that one? You love telling this one. Why I mean, don't I you love tell bo- it? Telling both. But... We'll tell both, and I'll interject. Wow. Okay. Well, for Brinley, it was she was ten days early. I, it I was, was Labor down, Day. We were off work. Labor Day was off work. I was downstairs, probably drinking coffee and reading something, the Bible. Probably because I'm super awesome like that. And then all of a sudden I hear this thud and Brooke comes running down the stairs. Brinley was born. Brinley was born. I don't run, y'all. Uh, she does not run. So it was pretty shocking. Uh, and we got on a plane, met her that day. It was amazing. Uh, we weren't there for the birth. Obviously, she was c- uh, cesarean. Is that the right word? Yeah. Good job. Not Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> Were you about to say that? No, but nope. I, I wouldn't put it past me. Yeah. It sounds delicious. Like though. she was born quick. And we even got to Utah before our caseworker, like we landed and our caseworker had left us a voice. And we like, hey, Brindley's being born today. You guys should look at flights. And we were like, oh, uh, we oh, here. They already called us. We're yeah. here. So that was cool. And we could tell you a ton more about that. Um, for Braxton, 
uh, we were able to be there. Uh, I mean, he took his sweet time. So we got to the hospital. In typical Braxton form, might I add. We left for a while. We came back and uh, he just was going to wake up and come out whenever he was ready, which is still so true about him. Oh my he, gosh. He will not do anything until he's ready. Um, but that was really, that was really special to be there for that moment. Uh, we weren't in the room for, you know, the birth itself, but we were there very shortly after. Yep. Um, got to hold the little dude pretty quickly, um, yep. which was really special and be there with, uh, all of our birth mom's family. Um, that was, that was really cool too. Yeah. So that is, that's, that's it. Birthday. Uh, that's the birthday. That's kind of our, you know, between last episode and this episode, it's kind of the nutshell overview of, of the adoption experience for us and, we will probably at some point share a lot more about each individual story because there's a lot there that I think mm-hmm. uh, I would enjoy sharing yeah. for sure. Um, but for this episode, episode six of the Bonus Years podcast, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for us. We are so grateful that you uh, would spend 20 minutes with us today. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to listen to us for 20 minutes, but you do, and we're really grateful for that. We are. I think that it's also good to say, we know you're going to have adoption questions just because yeah. the people we run into always do. So please submit them and we'll we'll get a Q&A episode. Ooh, that'd be Wouldn't cool. that be fun? Yeah, jump over to the bonusyearsblog.com and you can uh, you can let us know what your questions are there. Uh, also, thanks for subscribing to this podcast, rating it, giving us comments. I love positive affirmations. So if you've got anything good to say, I mean, we want to hear it. If you don't have good things to say, do what your mama always said and keep it to yourself right word (laughs) word to your mama thank you for listening and we will see you next time